I mean, do you do you enjoy sparkling water? You not I've never water? I've never tried it. That's the really? that's the one part of Italian culture that I've never really embraced. Is, do you uh, want to try sparkling Pellegrino. water? I have a bunch. I'll I'll give it a sip. Okay, I have a. Uh, do you want? I actually have one flavor. It's tangerine. So you're getting tangerine. Hang on. Sure. <laughs> the podcast. Is this going into the episode? All right. I will narrate. He just closed the door. He's walking. I don't know why he closed the door. It's not like anyone's watching this. Uh, here we go. Yes. All right. Here's the thing. I feel bad because if I hate it, well, I don't want to waste this thing. If you hate it, I'll drink it. Okay. I have no problem with that. All right, here we also, go. what I like is that uh, I forgot. It's not tangerine. It's mandarin orange. So I already lied on this podcast. So <laughs> there we go. I'm going to try and get that crack right. Ooh, ASMR now. Here we go. Ooh. Oh. Actually, that sounded great in the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I can't complete the job. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> this is so stupid. In the mic. It's not that great. <laughs> to be honest, it's. I mean, I feel the citrus. It's yeah, it's okay. I'll drink it. Okay, I'll drink it. Thank you for your generosity. <laughs> no worries. Okay, but here's the. <laughs> is this something that you can see yourself like? I'm gonna go to the store. I'm gonna get a pack of sparkling water. No, I would never. No. I would never buy something like this. Okay. I'm I, here's here's my thing. My beverages are uh, water. I'm, I'm never gonna buy it though, unless I'm buying filters for my Brita or whatever. Yeah, yeah of course. And uh, wine, red wine. I'll I'll get a pack of beer or something like that every once in a while. But red wine, huh? Red wine. What's for, what's the red wine of choice? Because I'm not a wine guy. So I don't know anything about wine. Oh really? I'm cab all the way. Okay. Yeah, it's so basically it's mostly for cooking. But uh, okay. I'll, I'll I'll have a glass as I cook. I was about to say some for the food, some yeah. for you. Exactly. Yeah, half and half. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I like wine. Like I got nothing against it. I'm mm-hmm. just. I'm not a wine guy. I don't know. I don't know what to get. Sure. I don't got a brand. Sure. Like, if I go to the store and buy a beer, I'm buying an 805. Like, I'm buying a sure. pack of 805. That's my thing. Yeah. I go with that. I know what whiskeys I'm going to get, mm-hmm. but I don't know what wine to get. So, you know how I buy wine? Hmm. Bottle design. Oh. I completely yeah. look at bottle. If it looks like a cool design, I buy it. And actually, it's led to some cool finds because mm-hmm. it's led to me uh, drinking some really crappy wine. Mm. And it's also been like, hey, this is actually really good. Yeah. But they're all completely off of, I think this bottle design looks really cool. Right. And it's not like classy. It's like, ooh, uh, one of my favorite ones. It actually tasted good. The bottle design was all, it was all black label. Uh-huh. And it was two like battle axes in bright red, like blood red coloring. Hmm. They're crossing each other. And I forgot what the wine was called. I have a picture of it. Yeah, that. I'm trying to think. And... That was the whole design. I went, this was like some like medieval wine. I'll try that. <laughs> it was actually really good. Okay. But yeah, I try to find really weird bottle designs that catch my attention. So that's my that's my wine move. It's not a bad approach. I mean, the, I mean that's kind of the whole point of the bottling company. They're right? supposed to make them appealing. Yeah. yeah and I but I picked the weirdest ones. Um nice. I'm a sparkling water guy though. I love sparkling yeah. water. Um I drink a lot of it. I go through twelve packs way too fast, and I don't even want, mm. I'm like, I'm ashamed to say how fast I go through it. Yeah. But what I find funny is that, so, for my work, I travel a lot, right? And I'm over in Europe a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. And because of that, I've noticed. So, I, I, when I whenever I'm at, uh, in Europe for an event, it's it's for an event, right? And right. so, I'm usually with a lot of people from my industry, right? And most of us are Americans. Mm. So, whenever you go to a restaurant, and most places in Europe, 
they actually serve sparkling water instead of still water. And you have to actually add, like, oh. like you know, like when you go to a restaurant in America, they just bring you glasses of water, right? Sure, typical. Just, it's normal. Mm-hmm. A sit-down restaurant, of course, not like a McDonald's, right? But, like, sit down, they're going to bring you water. Sure. I feel like every place I go to over there, they don't bring water. Like, you have to ask oh. specifically for water, right? So you ask for water, and then you have to specify, do you oh. want still or sparkling? Because if you don't, majority of places I've been to bring sparkling water. For me... I'm in heaven. I think it's amazing. <laughs> but it's very interesting is that I've noticed is that maj- like the vast majority of people that I've been on these trips with do not like sparkling water. Oh. And they will always ask for still water. And I find that funny because I'm like, huh, is this a cultural thing? Because like here, it's normal to have sparkling water. Right. And in America, it's normal to have still water. And, you know, now... We don't like sparkling water. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a weird observation that I'm making right now. No, you know, I I, I see what you're saying. I mean, I'm not a super well-traveled guy, but like all the international people I know, people who are very internationally minded, and I'd like to think I'm pretty internationally minded, but not when it comes to drinks, when Mm. it comes to food. My cousin, however, is huge on international drinks. He's like, try this Turkish coffee, try this German beer, try this French, this, that. (laughs) Uh, Everything you're laying out right now, I'm like, I'm all in. Yeah, so he's (laughs) super into that stuff, and he loves sparkling water. I mean, exclusively, he'll he'll drink that. And every time I would go over to his house, he's like, yeah, have this Turkish coffee, have the sparkling water, have this, like, uh, he made, like, this uh, cannabis milk one time. It was, like, very weird. It tasted great, though. And, you know, we got high. Uh, and yeah, so it's just like weird, weird stuff. But, uh, I always feel like the baseline for people who like to explore is sparkling water. That was kind of the gateway for huh. them to fascinating drinks. I will say though, I don't want to sound like a sparkling water hipster, mm. but I have very much been a sparkling water fan since I was like in high school before traveling was even something I wanted to do. Well, that's, the, I mean, that's the hipster tagline. Exactly. It's just like, it's like, I don't know, something about, I don't even know why I started having sparkling water in high school, but there uh, was, I don't know, I don't know what broke, you know, the gateway open for me, <laughs> okay. but some at some point I had sparkling water and I thought, why am I drinking normal water? And ever since then, yeah, there has been sparkling water in my house at all times. I've Perfect. gotten my, my, my poor mother uh, had to deal with that and thought I was a freak and then she got really into sparkling water and now uh. I've contaminated that, that household and not there anymore, but whenever I visit. There's sparkling water in the fridge. That's funny. <laughs> is, there, is there a way to make sparkling water at home? There's like those soda stream things. Okay. Yeah, those little machines that they do it. So that's cool. I'm sure I would save money if I did that, but eh. I like the, the the bad flavor sometimes. Yeah. And the so fake fruit. The you know you have fake orange there. You know. Not, I'm, not I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, Speaking of consumerism, <laughs> <laughs> you want a movie all about. A fam- half a family that is really into consumerism. Yeah. <laughs> Parasite. We're talking about Parasite. We're seven and a half minutes into this podcast. And yep. we didn't talk about the movie once because uh, water's interesting. Damn. Anyways, uh, Parasite. I've been man. waiting to talk about this movie, man. Yes. This is episode what episode is five, I think. Mm. And that sounds about right. This is this six, is, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? I've been waiting to watch this movie. I love this movie. I'm just like I don't even care about like spoiling it all. I love this movie. No, so we're much. we're gonna we're gonna this spoil it all. Such a great movie. We're getting right into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is funny enough. Like the funny story is is that this is the movie that caused the start of this podcast mm. because um I watched Parasite. I thought it was so good that I was like, who's the director of this movie? I feel like I've seen his name before, and when Bong I looked at his filmography, which is yeah, Bong Joon Ho. He had Snowpiercer on there, right? And I have been recommended Snowpiercer by so many people. Mm-hmm. 
that I ended up watching it, which led to me talking to you about Snowpiercer, which led to you watching it, which led to us recording a whole episode. Beautiful. Uh, of Snowpiercer. So thank you, Bong Joon-ho, for starting yes. our podcast, essentially. Yeah, seriously. Um, but you just saw it. Yeah, I about a month or so later, month and some change yeah. later, and uh, I'm glad it was still in theaters. Yeah, 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 me too. Um, I didn't think it was. Yeah, I uh, I I could only find the AMC over here in Orange. Mm. Uh, I couldn't find any others. Ah, uh, the block. Have, yeah, yeah, they have a, they have movies for a long time because it's a huge theater. They have like right. sh- thirty screens, so they yeah. keep movies for a long time. Good selection. Yeah, but yeah, so I was glad I finally got to see it. And uh, what I liked about this. I mean, not even the movie itself, but just it, like just to comment on the phenomena of this movie. This is one of the first times that I've seen a foreign film or heard of a foreign film that's been so widely acclaimed, not just by mm. film nerds, but like it's touched the public in a way that I feel like most foreign films have not. I actually, it's funny is that I, I feel the same way. And I think less in a like so acclaimed, but mm-hmm. in a everyone knows about it. Right. Even if they haven't seen it, they have for They've sure heard, heard about it. it. Yes. Because I feel like there's a lot of times when there's foreign films where I'm like, oh, this movie is so good, and I'll mention, like, I have no idea what that is. And, right. it, and, it, and it happens a lot, right? Okay. I feel like you and me are film geeks, film nerds, whatever it's called. Sure. And so we see a lot of stuff, and we're aware of a lot of things that exist that majority of people wouldn't, right? Right. So you'll bring up a foreign movie, and most people don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've been like, because, you know, especially because, like, the Oscars are coming up. This is nominated for Best Picture. Right. And people are talking about oh i saw you know whatever this is my favorite movie of uh, that's on best picture nominee right now mm-hmm. i have those conversations a lot and when i say parasite everyone's like oh yeah that's that um they know about it yeah th- and it's not even just like oh i know it because i saw the name it's mm-hmm. like oh that's the uh the poor family movie where they 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 like they con the rich family like yeah that's that one They're like mm-hmm. okay like everybody's aware of the plot and what the movie is right and i'm like this is interesting cuz it's like and it's people too that i would never uh, guess would know anything about a foreign film. Same, yeah. So. I, I, uh, so when I was trying to see the movie, I, uh, I recently came out of my teacher program. I'm a teacher. That's come up before, and you know we're all just sort of like loosely trying to stay in touch. Me and my cohort, and so I just put it out there. I was like, "Yo, I'm going to a movie. Whoever wants to come, come on down." And they were like, "Oh, what movie are you going to see?" And I was expecting most of them to be like, oh, let's go see, you know, I don't know what's out, like some shallow, stupid movie. And some and someone mentioned like Parasite and then every I didn't even mention it. And then a bunch of people jumped in like, oh, my God, Parasite's an amazing movie. I've already seen it. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I was like, I wouldn't expect these people to know that South Korea was a country. Uh, So I'm really proud of this movie. Honestly, it's doing great. And uh, and I'm I'm glad that we're finally talking about it on this po- uh, this pod. What I what I love is that the, the moment you watched it, you text me like, "I just got out of a show like Parasite. We need to talk about this now." Yeah, I mean, it's it was urgent. And it's funny is that it's actually been days now because we could not get our schedules to I link know. up for us to actually do this. But That's I was like, as soon as I saw your text, I'm like, "Yes, we're gonna talk <laughs> Parasite." Um, so so let's just get into it. Yeah, what let's get into it. Um, what were your impressions? Because you're you're coming from. Uh, a month ago that you've yeah, seen I the f- movie? I feel like you're going to have to remind me of certain spots. That's fine. But, uh, whew, this movie, dude. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of the, I mean, here's the thing. I've not seen 8,000 Korean films. Sure. But the Korean movies that I have seen always are very intense. Mm. And usually, for the most part, of again, the, the Korean movies that I have seen, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm narrowing my list down, they always have some sort of crazy, outlandish, 
ending. Mm. And Parasite does not disappoint. It is yeah. intense. It is a great thriller. Sure. Um, but it was marketed as kind of like a horror movie. So yeah. I didn't know what I was getting into. I actually thought I was watching a horror movie. Yeah. I was. I thought I was going. I didn't really see a trailer. I had just been heard like a friend of mine was like, "Do you want to see Parasite?" I this is before I even heard about it. It was like, I think it was only on like two screens in our area, and we live in Orange County. There's eight thousand theaters. There's only <laughs> right. like two theaters. Never heard of it. I kind of saw like a teaser, and I'm like, "Oh, some Korean horror film. I'm down for that." Sure. Like this is not a horror. Movie. This is a comedy. What the hell's it's, happening? I, it's so funny. Um. But yeah, it is. It is not as a point on this super intense, yeah, crazy ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scenarios are so like out there yeah. that I'm like, this can never happen. But I love it. I love every aspect of this. Totally. And I gotta say, I feel like a lot of um, I don't want to say foreign films, but I feel like this feels like a kind of a low budget movie it doesn't feel like it has some huge studio backing behind it mm-hmm. this style of movie especially thrillers there is always like the th- the two good actors mm-hmm. and they're pulling the weight on all the bad actors right no one is pulling weight in this movie yeah. everyone is equal footing in this top thing. their game for sure and yeah every actor every actress is just amazing mm-hmm. and they all have like moments where i'm like damn they're great mm-hmm. like damn this person this character is perfect yeah so uh there's so much good to say about this movie. Yeah. What was your first impressions out of that theater? So uh, I was I was super impressed with the movie. One thing that I thought was interesting and funny about literally just because it was one of the first times I had been to a movie theater in a long time. I I okay. for the, I mean for every movie that we've reviewed so far on this podcast, it's been Netflix or some other streaming service. Uh-huh. Uh, and even before that, I, I haven't been to a theater in a couple months. So coming to a theater was fun, and that heightened the experience for me. Uh, and then what's funny is that like, there was a couple that I was sitting next to that just would not shut up. Like, oh, and it no. was, so it kind of, it didn't ruin the movie for me, but it provided a, a, just a stupid anecdote. So like, there's a, there's a part of the movie where, um, I mean, was it a packed theater, by the way, packed, completely packed, which I was super pleasantly surprised by. Interesting. I mean, okay. you know, uh, a month and some change out from its release. So, um, there's, I mean, there's a pretty significant part of the movie where the the son of the rich family, right, that little boy, yeah, yeah. he likes dressing up as a Native American. Yeah, okay, that also, shows up early in the movie. Can we yeah. say that we're not going to be able to get any character names down in this movie? No, we have the Wikipedia article up, so right. we can see the names. And I don't want to try. No, we're going to butcher it for <laughs> so sure. So we're going to go by the wealthy family yeah. and the poor family. And that makes sense. Yes. Right? Okay, continue. I think Son of the rich family, the little one. Yes. So he's the little kid. I mean, he's the youngest actor in the film, I feel like. I feel like it's pretty clear. So they don't translate Native American as Native American. They translate it as Indian. Oh, he likes to play as an Indian. Yes, I remember this part, yeah. And I guess that's not a woke way to put that, but it's like... it's a fucking foreign film. Just watch the movie. Just enjoy it. Oh, what did they say? So it's... They... That word shows up on the screen. Oh, our little boy likes to dress up as an Indian. And there's this girl next to me who's like, no, just I don't think so. She's like talking to the movie like like it's saying, hey, is it OK if we say something? And she's saying no, but that's not what's happening. It's a movie. It's just a play. <laughs> and you're talking. Shut the fuck up. What the hell's happening here? And then, of course, there's that. There's that part where the the son of the poor family is starting to tutor the rich family's daughter. 
Oh uh, yeah, and, they and there's that there's that romantic connection. Yes, but there's like a huge age difference. There's a huge age difference, and of course, the the entire thirty seconds that are leading up to that first kiss, uh. that woman next to me is making comments like, "Nope, inappropriate," and it's like, "Well, you talking isn't going to stop the movie." I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. That here. would drive me nuts. Dude. I don't. I, and were you? Are you a are you a confrontational person? Like, will you make a point of, of saying something? Oh no, I'm a coward. I come over here and complain <laughs> about it to you on a podcast. I'm not going to say anything in the movie. I'm a coward. I like the way you put that. Yeah. See, okay, it's a good thing you didn't go with me. Yeah. Because I would you have said something? I would have immediately said something. Almost, I'm almost. It would have <laughs> been on the nope on the on the on the Indian <laughs> comment. Okay, that would have gotten me immediately, especially if she's next to me. Right. Especially if she's next to me. I would have immediately like I already know what I would say because yeah. it's it's like it's the when you said it it was the first thing that popped my mind uh-huh. is I would immediately turn to her and been like well guess what nobody cares about what you think yeah and that's exactly how it started she would have gotten mad but it's a movie Worth and like it. you say every once someone is confronted yeah they don't know how to respond because most people's fight or flight is flight okay uh. um and so. It would have pretty much ended there. And if it kept going, oh, I would have just kept getting mad. <laughs> I, I get mad at people that chew loud. Chew? In, in a theater? Yeah. If they're eating, and they're eating, like, especially because also movie theaters, you push popcorn so hard. Right. And it, let's be honest, movie theater popcorn is amazing. It's right? good. It's, so, it's, super, it's, it's horrible. It's bad for you. It's the worst thing. Sure. But it's delicious. It, okay? it is. Yeah. I love movie theater popcorn. Sure. But what I hate is when you're in a tense scene and it's quiet. Mm. <laughs> And it's that sound. It's not just not chewing. Yeah. It's the fact that like it's because it's styrofoam basically against your teeth, and it's that right. like, rubbing that sound, crunch right? and rub. But you have okay. Look, at, if you're eating popcorn, I'm gonna forgive it, right? <laughs> like if I hear a couple crunches, you know you're you're enjoying your popcorn. That's fine. Sure. It's when it's like you're devouring the popcorn. It's quiet, and you just hear <laughs> like you're like grunting <laughs> through it, and you're like shoveling. It feels like I feel like they have a like a like a little shovel from a. From a, a sandcastle kit, and they're just right. shoveling popcorn. That's what it sounds like, right? And people <laughs> eat like that in theaters, right? Yeah. Because it's dark, so no one can judge how they look when they eat like an animal, right? Yeah, it's so dripping out of their beard. Exactly. And, yeah. I am, yeah. So, we both have beards. Yes. Yours is are you, way thicker than mine. But so. I hate that. And I have gotten mad at people for doing that. And the, the <laughs> one that I like, I like, I made a point of saying something, and that just saying like I got super angry because they uh-huh. were sitting directly behind me. And I forgot exactly what movie. This was a little while ago. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what movie it was, but it was a really, it was a drama. It was intense and it was constant quiet. There was not a lot of like loud action scenes, right? Yeah. There, I don't think there was any action in the movie. Huh. But this person would not stop. And they got they got the large popcorn, right? Yeah. So they kept getting refills. This person wanted to uh, eat popcorn for the whole two hours of this movie, right? Uh-huh. So it never stopped. Like, you know. All, all honesty, I will finish popcorn before the movie starts. Same, <laughs> like, yeah. I devour that. I down it and then watch the trailers. Yeah. And it's just because, you know, it's good. Yeah. I understand. Like, I understand wanting the popcorn. It also gets cold by the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if cold know, popcorn's not starts. good, once yeah. it's cold, you're like, I'm done with this. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, he's eating this. He is devouring it. He's shoveling it. Mm. And I stood up and I turned around. And then I went, You fucking animal. You did? Yes. I'm like, you have been shoveling that shit in your mouth for over an hour now. And I'm like, I am tired 
of hearing you breathe. Yeah. I am tired of hearing you chew. I am tired of hearing you swallow popcorn. Like you have stretched your stomach beyond belief. It continues to pop in the bullshit that is your stomach. Please oh, wow. leave or shut the fuck up because I can't stand hearing you. Wow. Because I, I lost it. I went so crazy. I completely lost it. And I sat. He said, I feel kind of bad. Honestly, I feel bad. <laughs> I'm, here's the thing. In this scenario, I am the asshole. And I understand that. Was this in the middle of the movie or after? It was in the middle of the movie. Oh, I wow. couldn't hold it. I couldn't. Wow. Usually if I confront somebody, it's usually about babies. People bring a baby to a movie. Oh, that's just And I don't see kids' movies in theater. That's a bad move. I sure. will never do that, okay? You can't yeah. get me to see a kids' movie in theaters. Sure. So it's when it's a big movie and you bring a kid in. And I'm okay. I'm okay with kids. And, like, you know, you bring your 10-year-old. That's fine. Yeah, that's whatever. It's when you bring your newborn. Yeah, why would you? They're not going to watch the movie. Yeah, and I don't. I don't remember. Just get a sitter. This was actually very recent. This lady brought a newborn into opening weekend for a movie. Oh wow! And it was crying. Okay, now baby starts crying. You got a theater, right? No, no, she stood. She stood in her seat. She literally stood in her seat and with the baby, like bouncing it. Like I'll and he'll shut up soon. Don't you worry. And it happened twice, and I lost it, and I yelled at her from. I was across the theater. I wasn't even near her. She was. I was across. I mean, and I yelled. Yeah. I yell at babies. Babies are what I'm yelling at. <laughs> I forgive the food thing, right? Because it's like, okay, it's involuntary, the sound of eating. I get that, uh-huh. right? But yeah, people talking like that and babies, I will confront immediately. Dang. Because uh, I have no patience for it. Well, you know I've, what? We've all paid Good a lot of money you. to be here. Shut up. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel that. I feel that. That's good. I it's, appreciate this. Just hearing the story drove me nuts. <laughs> you know what? This should be a conflict resolution podcast. Ooh, wait. Yeah. What? what was her reaction to the ending? I feel like she has comments. <laughs> she, so I'm trying to think. She, she, I think her boyfriend at some point was like, all right, babe. And then I think she kind of got it. Uh, uh, so by the end of the movie, she was, she was, was done. She, I mean, she was gasping loudly, but yes. I mean, that's whatever. I mean, we were all doing that. So, okay. It called down by the end of the movie, but that first part, I mean, was just she was so annoying. I just, I, I, I love. See, that talking is actually different. I've never seen someone. Usually, it's reactions like "oh no" yeah. or whatever, but it's this the idea of like, "no, you're not supposed to do that. You right. can't say that." Like, who's who are you talking to? Exactly. <laughs> just, I mean, are you really gonna try and get a an edit? specifically catered to you. The movie pauses like, we're sorry. It yeah. goes back and the subtitles change. He likes to play Native American. Right, exactly. <laughs> ay, ay. So stupid. So fucking stupid. <sighs> I love people. Yeah. So much. Okay. But other than that, the movie... Okay, so let's dive into the movie yes. itself. Because yes. a lot of peripheral stuff. The movie's fantastic. It's beyond fantastic. It's so good. And specifically... I can't even go into how good it is. I mean, everything about it, the, the acting, like you've mentioned, is... Top notch from all all the cast. The shots are so clean and mm-hmm, beautiful, mm-hmm. and like there's a very simple like uh, logic to the movie. I mean, there's a lot of upshots and downshots. Mm-hmm. When when you're moving up toward the rich people's house, all the shots are looking at you from down below, and you're going up, 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 up. And then it's like that power dynamic in the shot exactly, yep. and then back down. I mean, when at the lowest point in the movie, where where the ha- their little the poor family's basement is flooded, they're their basement going house, yeah. yeah, they're just going downstairs and down hills and what, and then they go down to their basement. And it's flooded with the shit water, basically. So it's like very simple logic, but it, it's so cleanly applied. So okay, remind me here. So this is this is where uh, yeah, I, the movie starts getting a little fuzzy. Okay, their place gets flooded. This is 
this is when they were camping out in the rich family's house after they went on vacation. Right. And it rained. Brutal rainy night. The rich family's supposed to be away because uh, they're on the a camping kid's birthday. trip. For the but birthday. It's raining out, so they're so like, they oh, fuck, back. let's just come back home. And then, oh, yes. And then the, the, the wife of the four families will stay because she has to make soup or something. Right. She's the maid. So they go so back. She has to stay. Where does the. Okay, they discover their, their home flooded. Right. Where do they stay after that? Uh, they basically the whole neighborhood's flooded, not just their apartment. Yeah, so yeah. they basically like the city or something sets up a shelter. Like, that's right. They're in like a gym or something. Like that. Right. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I could. I like this whole that whole scene was. I, I remember the scene of the scene I remember vividly because I thought it was very funny and I thought it was a great looking shot. Uh-huh. Was the daughter smoking on, uh, on top the of the toilet? toilet. Yes, yeah, it as it's scene. like exploding underneath. Yes, her. Yeah. yes, that was very cool. Yeah, it's. Um, but it's I can't remember anything after that. Like I'm like that's the end of the scene to me, and I don't remember anything uh, after that part. So I was like, okay, right. That's right. That's right. They are in the um, they're in the gym or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's like an outdoor gym, yeah, something yeah. like that. That's right. Okay. There's hundreds of other people. It looks like mm-hmm. so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a brutal, brutal movie. Like. I, should we get in the internet stuff or I don't know? Yeah, if you, have, if you have internet comments, let's go. What okay. Was your, what was your what was the little tidbits you're pulling up? So this is this is another. I guess this is another like slight tangent, but uh, that's fine. This tangent. It. So one of the things that one of many things that I took away from this movie is um, beside the excellent storytelling and acting and all that good stuff, I was so enamored by the dogs those <laughs> the dogs in that movie were so freaking cute <laughs> and I, I uh, forgot about the dogs he brought them up yeah so yes, exactly so yes. like this is this is such a minor and stupid point but it turned into a really silly internet thing that i feel like in every episode i'm bringing up something stupid from the internet and, i like and it this, this is this is this episodes so i was so I, I love the dogs, so I couldn't find out what um, breed they were. So I just Googled, like, I think my search terms were literally, like... If you search parasite dog, I'm sure some bad <laughs> I know, yeah. I said parasite <laughs> movie dog breed or something okay, like okay. that. And one of the first search results was for a site called DoesTheDogDie.com. Yes, I have, I have seen this have website. Have you seen this website? I have seen this website, yes. Okay, it's great. For anyone who hasn't heard of it, it's basically just this website that's, like, crowdsourced. Yes. And they have all these like really silly questions that you could either answer yes or no to, and they're the questions. I mean, this is the most entertaining part to me is like the specificity of the questions. So, so the I will say the be- the reason this the site existed, yeah, was for people who wanted to know. Uh-huh. I, I think it came from after Marley and Me came out. Oh, because really? No one knows what like everyone oh. into think it's a cute dog movie and right. then fucking Marley dies. Yeah, and everybody's exactly. depressed. Oh, this was so a response. The, res- the this website started up. I'm pretty sure it's not after Molly Man. I think wow. this is what started it was. People didn't want to go in a movie where the dog dies, right? Uh huh. So people were putting up movies, and the point was, if you press in the movie, it says, "Does the dog die? Yes or no?" Uh huh. And then if it's a yes, people know I can't watch the movie because the dog dies. Wow, and then that was that was the point, and it's expanded beyond that, obviously, because that's what you're bringing up, right? But that was the original intention was does the so like Simple I Am Legend that. was like one of the biggest movies, right. like it does Sam. the dog die in I Am Legend, yeah, and, yeah, and that was wow. that's I that is sure so Marley and me that started the website. I'm pretty sure it might have been older than that, but that's when I think that's I came aware of it. So that's really funny. Yeah. Well, okay, so and of course because I became aware of it, it uh, was created then. That's exactly how that's my how logic works. Subjective <laughs> view of the world. I get it totally. <laughs> So, I mean, the, the eponymous question, right, does the dog die? Overwhelmingly, 30 responses say no. And then yes. one user adds a comment, all dogs in the film survive, 
and, and one eats a delicious sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when does that happen? Because uh, remember how the the poor, like the guy who was trapped in the basement, he comes out at the end of the movie and he starts stabbing people? Yes. He eventually gets stabbed with like a shish kebab thing. Yes. And then one of the dogs comes up and eats sausages off the shish kebab thing. That off the right. dead guy's body. That's right, yeah. Which is such a stupid minor detail, but someone's like, yeah, not only does the dog survive, but he also gets a treat. Um, are any teeth damaged? 21 knows. Uh, are there abortions? <laughs> 21 knows. Are there anxiety attacks? Uh, 20 yeses. So, like, just the categories for me are so stupid. Are there bugs? Not what? D- not does anything happen to bugs, but just are in general, are there bugs in this movie? Is there an ant in this film? Because if there's an ant in this movie, I can't watch it. They must have lost their mind for Ant-Man. I guess. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Are there clowns? Oh, are there fat jokes? Are there ghosts? Wait, wait, wait. They should, they should, we shouldn't, we need to edit this, the listing for the movie Ants. Uh-huh. And put, is there bugs? And put, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then for Bugs Life, no. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> But continue, so ah, uh, what else is, is there? there? Fat jokes. It's what the so, hell is it's, this website? I it's so I stupid. Know this website. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay, here's another one. Does a dragon die? What? I feel like there are like three movies that that category would apply to. Yeah, Dragonheart. That's about. I mean, seriously, <laughs> does a dragon die? Twenty knows. Uh, let's see. What else? Does a kid die? Does a plane crash? Does an LGBT person die? doesn't not have a happy ending it's just it's just funny to me that this is all you know people just people are triggered by very many things and they can't watch specific movies because of it right which is a whole thing that i don't think we should get into because i feel like i'm oh that could go i'm not qualified enough to talk about but i have a feeling about it right exactly (laughs) yeah we could go off on this for hours yes um um did you hear that yeah it's it Oh, I was like, I thought that was a, I thought we were by the harbor or something. I thought that was a <laughs> ship's horn blowing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, and there needs to be WD forty on these mic stands over there, here. There you go. Um, anyway, so that's that's my one of the stupid internet things I found. Another thing that I found yes. was just the same way that we did um, for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I wanted, I was curious to see what the juxtaposition would be between more left publications. Okay. And more right publications on this. Movie. I like where your research points are. I like this. Thank you. Continue. Thank you. I try. I'm not getting paid for this, folks. So just keep that in mind. Um, so, as predicted, I, what should we start with? Actually, left or right? You surprise me. I feel like you got this down. So like, oh, okay. Me. All right. So, so let's let's try. I mean, let's do right because it's it's uh, more boring. So like national national review, so you know, might as well get it over with. National Review, the same publication that uh, I read for the, uh, to check out their Once Upon a Time in Hollywood review, as predicted, they had like a pretty negative response to this movie. They, really? Yeah, hugely so. They were like, "Ah, oh, um, Bong Joon Ho is very like he hates the rich and stuff like that, and uh, he's very unfunny, um, even though he thinks he's you know he has like edgy leftist humor and stuff like that." And he is, I'm trying to find a quote here. Again, this is National Review. This is a review by Armand White that was published in October. Um, So Bong himself is a political con artist. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
He pits a family of grifters in opposition to elites, as though clarifying the easily exploited social conflicts frequently repeated in the media. So basically, their argument seems to be that Bong Joon-ho is like just trying to parrot in a very shallow way, like left politics, which uh-huh. are of course evil because we're a right wing uh-huh. magazine. So it, I mean, it's very dismissive, not only of the movie, but of like, I mean, people's very legitimate uh, thoughts on class warfare and stuff like that. Okay. So it just, it's a stupid review. All right. So that's national review. Basically more or less what I expected. Now, what's interesting is that on Reddit, I saw a super-duper left. This is in New York Times. This is like a super-duper left. I think it was Jacobin or something like that. Review the movie that shows how this movie is like so... uh, It's like patterned after like Marx's take on capitalism. Okay. Are you familiar with that at all? A little bit. Okay. So a central tenet of Marx's uh, theory of capitalism is that capitalism is not just bad for the rich, but it's also, or it's not just poor, bad for the poor, but it's also bad for the rich. Even though, by all appearances, they seem to be doing fine. Like, of course, they have all the resources in society. Why wouldn't they be doing fine? But Marx says, no, that relationship is poisonous in and of itself. And the poor and the rich are dehumanized by it equally. Mm. So basically the way that plays out in the movie, according to this uh, review, is uh, basically by juxtaposing the way the rich are portrayed in this movie versus the way the rich are portrayed in other more left movies. So like, for example, The Joker, which I still haven't seen yet. Thomas Wayne is the big bad rich guy. Yes. From what I understand from what this uh, review points out. And of course, you know, you have the big bad rich guy in a lot of James Bond movies and and Mission Impossible and you know all these sort of like international spy thrillers and stuff like that. And of course, they portray certain rich antagonists, but they're not bad because they're rich. They're bad because they're bad. They're bad because they're bad and they just so happen to have a lot of money. Yeah. And and, and a lot of times in these things Mm-hmm. They got their money in bad ways. Exactly. You know, yeah. So. so so the the badness came from before the money, right? I mean, we can take us back to the Irishman when we talked about that earlier. I mean, it's like sure. we praise these people because they're so interesting, but in reality, they're bad people mm-hmm. that got their money in bad ways. In a filthy way, exactly. Yeah. Continue, though. So, yeah, no. So um, what's interesting about this movie is that they're not... I mean, the rich people, what are your impressions of them in this movie? I, was, I wanted to get to that. I was like, I wanted to see like how you felt about them because... Yeah. To me, I think, and I see the, I see like this complaint a lot. Is like they're like, oh well, they pl- they made the the rich people really stupid, and I'm like, yeah. to me, it's like, I don't see. I think that the family is a little gullible for sure. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I mean, not okay, not the whole family. The wife is a little gullible, okay, much more so than the husband. Yes, and the husband it doesn't seem gullible, but just detached. He's he's trusting his wife. Sure. He's like she's the manager of the household. Yes, he's not around all the time. He's trusting what her her opinion, which I, I think kind of is uh, the marks of a, of a good marriage here. He has mm-hmm. he has trust in his wife's decisions. Sure, if she feels like it's the right move, okay, then I'm gonna listen. Right. Um, what I think of them though is I actually kind of think that they're, for the most part, good people. 
I don't see any negatives. I do too. Now, again, I'm also trying to think. I, I feel like I'm maybe missing an argument or something that might have done. Yeah. But I feel like for the most part, like they treat them very well. Like I remember yeah. the the hu- the two husbands mm-hmm. end up kind of having a good relationship. Like they yeah. they get to know each other. But like there's that great scene where they make fun of his smell right. for a little bit. Which is yeah. But I mean, who doesn't do that? Like who, who who do we like? We can have our best friends and we'll make fun of some aspect of them. Totally. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Absolutely. But like he has this like um. For the most part, a good relationship. I mean, like they invite the entire family mm-hmm. to, and I'm, and again, they don't know that this is, they're all one family. The rich family does not know the poor family is a family, mm-hmm. but they're still inviting each of them individually to the kids' birthday party at the end of the movie for mm-hmm. different reasons. Obviously, the wife is kind of the maid, so she has to be there, mm-hmm. but the son does not need to be there. He's the tutor. Why is he coming right. to the kids' birthday party? But he still gets invited. The uh, the daughter, she makes a little bit more sense, of course, because you know. That's his uh, his um, romantic interest. Or no, no, no. Because the, the little kid, the, the little oh, kid. Oh, the, the um, she's she's doing the art, art therapy, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it art therapy? What is it? Yeah, she's the art teacher, and she basically plays off herself. She 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 basically tries to come off as like a, a therapist, an art That's therapist. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's like the wife thinks he's like some prodigy. Right. Artist, right. Okay. Yeah. So like, she makes sense to be invited, but mm-hmm. like the driver. The husband of the yeah. rich, he sh- doesn't need to be there. Right. But he's still singing, and he gets invited by the the rich family husband because, right. in a way, he kind of sees him. I don't. Th- he knows it's his employee. Mm-hmm. He knows it's somebody that he is paying to be there. He's paying him to be nice. Right. But he has some form of friendship with him, mm. and they have that that kind of tense scene where they're gonna put on. I don't know how to call it. Uh oh. The the Native American or no. Indian? I don't know what I said. Native American. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> They're gonna put on the little headdress and they're uh-huh. gonna play. They're gonna you know play kidnap the 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 daughter the little and Korean then, boy. Yeah, the little Korean boy is gonna come and, and save them or save her, right? And there's like that scene where you could t- like the um, because of the fact that there's two kidnapped people underneath the house. Right. He's a little tense and he doesn't. He's not really in right now. He's not. In, he's not having a good time. Yeah. Totally. And they kind of have that exchange where the rich the rich husband just kind of tells him like, oh, great line. Like, uh, what? Do you remember the line exactly? Because I, I not verbatim, but he basically says like, "I know you're not thrilled about this, but remember that you're getting paid to do this." Yeah, and I think that's like the one time where he he doesn't ask him to do this as, "Hey, here's your job. Play this part with me." Mm-hmm. It's very much like, "Hey, my man, let's like let's go in." Like this is he asked him in a friendly way. This is not like him taking advantage of an employee. Oh, really? That's the way I took it at first, but then you have that tense scene where he's like, "Okay, look it." I think that the the rich husband takes it now as he looks so discouraged he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be part of this. And he's like, well, you know what? If, if we're not actually friends, then just look at it. You're getting paid. You oh, know? interesting. I read that in a much more sinister way. I, I mean, I, I take that line very sinister for sure. Yeah. But it, I did take it as like the rich husband being kind of hurt in a way. Oh, interesting. Like he, I think he feels like he's gaining a connection with this guy. And I think for him, that moment is him... Seeing him being so non-interested, yeah, that he's just like, you know what? No, he's an employee. So guess what? I'm gonna treat you like an employee now. Uh, Remember, you're getting paid. Okay, you know? interesting. That's kind of hard to do that because I felt like the the husband kept letting his guard down more and more with every scene he shares with mm. the 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 poor husband. Like he right. he constantly lets his guard down, just like little bits by little bits and little bits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and, and I think because of all those things, like 
this family is such a nice family. They're the, just the rich family. Yeah, yeah, they're just a little, they're just a little gullible. Yeah, and I didn't take that as like, ooh, all rich people are are stupid, and all rich people. No, no, no. Right. This family in particular that happens to be rich. Right. The wife of so of, of the family is a is a little gullible, and this con artist family mm-hmm. that is for whatever reason extremely intelligent at right. so many different things. Oh yeah, and are amazing improv actors. Totally. For whatever reason, has <laughs> found a way to take advantage of a gullible person, right. which to me was not their first time. You know? Oh, you think they've done this to other families? I don't. I don't think like in this extent. No. Okay. But I feel like they've kind of conned specific scenarios in, in smaller, just little things. Yeah. Little sure. things here and there. They they came out this a little too easy. You know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they're insanely prepared for everything, from forging documents to rehearsing lines. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's insane. But yeah, I don't. I, I didn't take any of these things as like a, oh, the rich is horrible, the rich is stupid, the rich is because I feel like right. those arguments are gonna exist. Uh huh. I didn't take it as oh, Bong Joon Ho hates the rich. No, I feel like Bong Joon Ho. There is okay. Look at, there is a class warfare sp- like message in this movie. Mm-hmm. There is that message that exists. Right. There is a message. Uh, there is a message between just the class difference. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you do see like, and I think that you you point out very well. The camera angles alone mm. show the class difference. I know that it exists. Sure. There is a message here that Bong Joon-ho is saying, mm-hmm. but I, the message to me is not, all rich people are bad. Oh, okay. I yeah. don't see that. So so that's a good place to pick up on. So the way that the article talks about the rich people, again, this is the reviewer's point of view, and I, I'm sympathetic to it, but I don't know how I feel about it completely. So they basically kind of agree with you, and they say, unlike Thomas Wayne in The Joker, and unlike all these bad guys in Mission Impossible and James Bond, Bong Joon-ho presents like a fairly normal picture of what rich people are like. They're not trying to, let's kill the poor. They're just like normal people living normal lives. Yeah, maybe they're a little ditzy. Yeah, maybe they're kind of preoccupied in their own office lives and whatever like that. But, you know, they're just normal people. It's whatever. And this is kind of where the reviewer uh, from this uh, more left magazine kind of takes some liberty here. And he basically says, unlike Thomas Wayne, who's evil on his own and he just so happens to have money, these people, the Parks... I think that's their name. The Rich Family. They are the Park Family, yes. The Parks. Uh, they are not evil, but they... I mean, they're whatever we could say that is bad is coming directly from the money. And so okay. you basically get this parasitic relationship where, uh, obviously, the poor family is leeching off of the rich family mm-hmm. in very explicit ways, like they're conning them and everything like that. But the rich family is leeching off the poor family because basically their whole life is organized by the efforts and the labor and the exploitation of the poor family. Even though they're paying yeah. them a wage, you know, it's still it's still going to be exploitative in some way. Yes. And so there's this so basically what it comes down to is both families are parasites to each other. And that kind of goes back to the Marxist thing of like, they're both oppressed because they're locked into this terrible system of capitalism 
Uh, and, and apparently, Bong Joon-ho, that was his intention. He wanted the movie to be translated Parasites instead of Parasite. Mm. So that, that's just something that I found I interesting. I, c- I can see that. I feel like... I feel like the... If we have to say that there's a villain in this movie, mm-hmm. it's the it's a poor family. Oh, you, know? you think? Yeah. I think that, again, if there has to be a... The good guy and bad guy. Sure. Because that's silly dichotomy. People put it in black and white. Sure. Right. If we have to do that, then yes, the parasite is the poor family. Okay. But I think because the world is gray and and there's there's tons and the world is actually full of colors. I think that's a better way of putting it. Sure. I don't like the world is gray. It makes it. Yes, the world is depressing and the world has bad to it. But there's also a lot of good things in this world. I I like that. And I like that the world has colors. Right. Because this world has colors. I think that parasites makes a lot more sense. And then it's kind of how I see the movie of like, yes, we have a, in my opinion, nice rich family. Sure. And we have, in my opinion, a very interesting. I mean, they're crafty for sure. And opportunistic. Yes. And and I don't want to say that they're evil because they're not. They're just, they're trying to get by. And I feel like we've all been in situations when, I mean, not everybody has, but like, I I mean, I'll I'll speak for myself. Like, oh, I didn't grow up rich i and i i also didn't grow up very very poor right you know i had a i had a i think i had a lower middle class upbringing right but then in that upbringing i there was situations of like struggling and extreme struggling and i think because of that your mind switches a little bit Mm. and i feel like at times I, I, i you will do things when you're poor that you wouldn't do normally totally to to make it to make it work to get by yeah and i understand that you know you get more desperate Right. So I don't think that they're evil because I think that they're desperate. They they don't see a way out of that basement apartment. Right. You know, and they need a way out. And totally. they're going to figure that out. And I think that I don't see them as evil. And I don't see the rich family as evil. I don't see anybody evil. But I think that, yes, did is what the poor family did wrong. 100%. Oh. 100% wrong. Yeah. They shouldn't have done this. But at the same time, it's like, that's not a fun movie, though. Well, this what, is a movie. What specifically movie. shouldn't they have done? Um. Okay, the son never. Okay, the son was actually he's tutoring the daughter. Right. Right. Sorry, the poor son is tutoring the daughter, and he wasn't. Yeah, he was actually a good tutor. Okay. Yeah. He's fine. It's when they see the opportunity for the daughter to lie about being an art tutor, then therapist. Right. The mom was, I mean, the mom's a good maid for the, like, she's just basically essentially a maid. She's good. She's fine. The dad was a driver before, right? right? He, he was. I think so. Yeah. He used to be a driver. Yeah. See, day. here's the thing. Would the rich, do you, in your opinion? Yeah. If, I think the daughter's the biggest stretch. Uh-huh. Because the daughter is not, an, uh, is not some, you know, college graduated artist. She's not a therapist, right? right she's right, just right. this person that's extremely good at. Photoshop is right. essentially what they're saying. <laughs> exactly. You know? I feel like if the son was like, hey, I mean, because well, they for- okay, they force, they almost kill the original maid. Oh, yeah. So that's a, that's another stretch. Too. That's terrible. But like, OK. Oh, shit. No, they lied about the, the driver, too. Mm-hmm. OK, I'm actually for, I'm thinking the driver just got fired normally. No, no, no. they lied. Mold- OK, they planted evidence. OK, you know yeah. what? <laughs> That's yeah. so this month long break is uh, is, is, is uh, things is, are catching up now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm changing a little mindset here. Yeah. Look at the kid. Sh- the son should have gotten hired, right? Yes. Normally, that's fine. He's I agree. Never lied. Yeah. The rest of the family should not have gotten hired. That's okay. So that's what I wanted you to get to is that the details matter. 
Yes. The detail of how the son originally got hired, very honest. He was recommended genuinely by his friend. Yes. He didn't have to do any conniving. He didn't have to do any weird he stuff. He was taught to make a move, though. Yeah. Bro's so that was, that was that was a little dishonest. But yeah. <laughs> but then, of course, yeah, the sister comes in, and she, like, plants evidence, her panties, basically, in the, in the car, gets the driver fired. They find out about the maid's um, allergy to peach fuzz, and they basically shave yes. a couple peaches and cause uh, allergic reactions and stuff like that. And it's like, it's really messed up. I yes. agree. That's the conniving part. Because also, here's the thing. Though. I mean, yeah. Because, yeah, especially because I'm remembering all this stuff now. Because in, uh-huh. in my mind, I forgot. The, well, the one I forgot about was the driver. That uh-huh. was the one I forgot about. I'm right. thinking that he just got fired. But I, that's right. Yeah, he got he got it's early in the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They are. The thing is, is that they're trying to get jobs because they need money. Right. But in doing so, they are forcing other people out of their jobs. Right. And it's like, okay. Other presumably low-class people, yeah, too. Yeah, because they have the jobs that these other low-class people are going for. So yeah, they're, exactly. they're assuming they're in similar situations. Right. So at what point do you justify pushing other people out of their jobs as a good thing? I mean, and I, it, I don't. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's terrible. Yeah. Like, what the, I, I mean, that's where I think, like, again, is there, if you have to go black and white, yeah, they are the villains. But at yeah. the same time, because and I'll say the world of colors, right? There is very evil intent. There is very bad things they have done. There is, there's, the, but it's like they're desperate. Yeah, and I understand that. I'm not forgiving it, and I'm saying it's a good thing. But it's sure. like they're desperate, and it makes sense. Right. There is some sort of logic behind it. One thing and it's that entertainment, I, entertaining. It's, it's extremely entertaining. Yeah. One thing that I do want to point out, however, is that, and I, I don't think you're saying this, but this is something that a lot of people tend to say. Uh, when they talk about these sort of things that basically like kind of like a, Oh, like this is just the situation of the poor and Oh, well, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And the contention of Marx and the contention that I would have is like, yeah, unfortunately that is the way it is, but like it's the way it is because certain people have set it up that way. Mm -hmm. And if we wanted to, we could pass laws. We could elect people who would redistribute wealth a little bit more. So it is within our power. It's not just like a shrug your shoulders like, oh, like, and, and, and uh, whatever. And I, I don't think that that statement is a very, oh, this is some left-leaning propaganda. Because yeah. what you are saying is not I feel like it's a reasonable false. thing. Yeah. You being able to say, we every country has ways mm-hmm. of fixing a poor issue. Sure. The, that sounds bad. The issue <laughs> that is... I know what you mean. Like... The issue of poverty. It's a yes, it's the universal the problem, issue. yeah. Every country has in its means a way to fix that. Sure. It's if they choose to or not to. Right. And that's where that statement can end before you start getting into politics. And naming names. Where you can now sound like, okay, you're a left or right-leaning person on right. this issue. But the fact of the matter is that there is ways to fix this. And that yeah. is, I think that is the correct statement. So I don't see that as being political in any way or making a political statement in, right. this, in this movie either. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, what was uh, I going to ask you? <laughs> we both said um, and then it made me lose my thought. <laughs> Sorry, um. <laughs> a little hesitation there. Wow, this is fun though. This is good. This is this is a good. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been looking forward to this movie. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot to talk about, especially about this type of stuff. Yes, um, and I'm glad you found these little political tidbits because yeah. I was thinking about it when watching the movie. Like, oh, people are gonna, people are gonna <laughs> have fun with this one. <laughs> this is the fun one. Yeah. Um, I, I still can't get over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood though. Yeah, that's, that's such really a good. that's such a reach, dude. I'm just not over that. I know. Pe- it's some good. people, man. 
I wanna I wanna bring it up in my uh, analysis of uh, uncut gems later because yeah we'll we'll say that for next time. I gotta see, yeah. I gotta see it. Um, okay, uh, what's another interesting tidbit about this movie? Hmm. What was some stuff that made me think? Um, oh, um, oh shoot! I'm pressing buttons on my computer and I'm messing yeah. everything up. There we go. Okay, I have a couple of things about the ending, but I want to I want to hear you. I want to hear what you're. Yeah, saying. That's, I want to say the ending to the end. Okay, like of the whole episode because that's I feel fine. like there's so much to talk about with the ending. That's appropriate. Oh, God, yeah, the ending is. Whew. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> um, let's talk about the uh, the family or the husband living underneath the house. Yeah. So just in terms of casting, I thought it was interesting that he was the only person in that movie who actually looked working class. Like, he had noticeably darker skin. Huh. Everyone in the movie, like, poor and rich family, they they were all, like, gorgeous, like, pale Koreans. They... Which is the standard of beauty over there. I will say, all families, every member... Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what? Incredible. Who are these uh, Who are these perfect-looking specimens I know, here? exactly, <laughs> yeah. Even this little kid looks like uh, like one of those little kid like examples in a magazine. Yeah. Like, this is what your kid's supposed to look like. The gap, yeah, <laughs> a gap ad. Gap kids over <laughs> here. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, just in terms of casting, that's something to notice. Like he he was a dark skinned, which is funny because he's the one who's been getting the least sun out of any of them. I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> he also has never seen the sun in like how many, how long has he gone there? Again? A couple of years, as long as the parks have been there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know that the reveal of him being in the basement, insane. So this okay. So this is when the movie becomes the, the twist. Yes. Korean movie. Right. I didn't feel like this was a Korean film until this moment. <laughs> this really? is the moment when I'm like, oh man, this is why all my Korean movies that I've seen are out there. Mm. Because I did. Here's the thing: I never, I didn't, I didn't think there was gonna be a tri- twist in this movie. It didn't I seem kept, like I kept it, thinking yeah. like this isn't gonna play out, and I feel like the the classic ending is the the family gets found out. It's it's the controversial. Right. That's the third act. It's all controversial because of it. Blah blah. Right. No. It's that there's a guy living underneath the house. Yeah. And there's that scene where like the 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 the, the rich family's son is kind of talking about like the um what does he call him? He's like the uh Oh the ghost. It's the ghost that's like yeah. living in the house. And then they cut to like that cutaway. Right. Why was, was he watching him like that? That I was know. the creepiest so thing creepy. I'd seen. But there's <laughs> again, the top of his head, it's just you don't see like his nose oh, or whatever. It's so terrifying. <laughs> But like, there's what is he doing? again, there's that weird like almost religious devotion where the yeah. the he's like banging his head against the wall and he's like shouting prayers like thank you Mr. Park thank you Mr. Park he's, when he's doing the lights right he exactly controls the lights yeah and like his religious fervor is like so strong that he's literally smashing his head against the wall until he start I was doing it and now you couldn't hear me on the mic he was smashing his head against the wall and uh, you know his face is bleeding whatever he doesn't give a crap about any of that because his religious devotion is so strong to mr park yeah it's crazy i i mean when you're down in that uh that basement for that long i guess this is what happens yeah oh um, man yeah a little bit of cabin fever for sure but well, how do they dis- why do they discover him again so oh it's because the, the, the wife the, the 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 old maid comes back right the previous maid yeah it's like she's ancient and no, she's not old i mean she's she middle-aged she looked pretty old uh, okay i'm sure um. Yeah. No. No. That's right. The, the during the rain before the family gets home. Yeah. She comes back and they get the whole confirmation. That's right. right. That's right. Okay. Um. What was fun about that scene? Go ahead. 
is everyone, anyone who's seen a movie ever, knows the power of a loaded gun in a movie. Okay. Those loaded gun scenes where it's intense, people are fighting over the gun, everything like that. This movie did that perfectly with a phone. Yes. Yes. And the and instead of the trigger, it was a send button. Mm-hmm. And the tension was so... Oh, my God, you could cut through it with a knife. And it was all <laughs> from just a thing that we carry around in our pockets every day. That was... I, that was one of many things that I found so genius about the movies that Bong Joon-ho is able to get these very average things and create so much tension out of sending a text to someone who who shouldn't be texted. Yes. It's How insane. much tension comes from an extremely awkward sex scene? You yeah. Know? That too. <laughs> that was very, that was insane too. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there like, this is the unnecessary part in this movie, but it's really funny. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's extremely awkward. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, this but, movie. Um, yeah, I for, yeah, that is an amazing. Thing. I forgot like how really intense it is because in yeah. my mind it plays out very quickly. But no, it's right. It's a huge struggle over the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about that scene? Okay, we're, getting, we're getting close to the ending, but mm-hmm. how about when uh, the I keep I keep feeling bad saying the rich and the poor family, but the poor family wife when she kicks the old oh the, that the, is the so mate, brutal because that's what kills her. And yeah, it, it basically. Just, but that kick is just so, oh nonchalant. Yeah, like she's making soup and she hears the footsteps coming up the stairs and she just uh, kicks her. It just falls right down. Yeah, hits her head. Oh, the Done. it was audible in the theater. Everyone went ooh. The when sound her, when her head hits. Oh, yeah. it's so it's a lot brutal. Yeah, yeah, that movie. Holy cow. Okay, yeah. So um, we're getting to the ending. Let's not talk about it. Let's yeah, go. might Let's as well. Go. So I have. Two, two, okay, so I have one observation about the ending and one quibble. Okay. So my observation is, it's fascinating to me because I feel like throughout the movie, even though it's a South Korean film, I could see how this movie, if it were shot in the U.S., would make perfect sense. Okay, why is that? So most people in the U.S., I mean, up until pretty recently, like the poor place to be was in a city. Yeah. In a shitty apartment. Yeah. So that sounds about right. I mean, I've never seen like a basement apartment like there. So that was something else. In On the East Coast, it's pretty familiar. Like, okay. New York has a lot of basement apartments. I've seen a lot of those in D.C. Oh, sorry, I'm a West Coast um, boy. Yeah, exactly. We don't have basements out here. That's why. Yeah. So. We really don't. So, so, I mean, the, I, I mean, you see homeless people with iPhones and stuff like that. So, like, the family, the fact that they have iPhones and they're looking for Wi-Fi in the first scene of the movie, and yet they could barely put food on their table, that seems very true to life over here yes, in the U.S. as yes. well. And, you know, the whole trying to get work, and obviously the movie takes some weird spins, but in general, I feel like this movie would work well in the U.S. Yes. also. Until the ending. Yeah, so I agree a hundred percent. So the ending takes a hugely different turn. Where uh, first off, the I mean, the son uh, gets injured, right? The son of the poor family gets injured, and a couple other people get injured, and they all just get like healthcare, which is nice, very different than the U.S. And then the other thing is they get let off with just a probation. Yeah. Whereas if they were poor black people in America. Oh, they would have been dead on the spot. That's the huge disconnect. Is that poor people in South Korea, yeah, they may have all the shitty like, you know, 
they don't have food and you know they 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 get poop water coming out of their toilets and whatever like that but hey they have free health care and um it, they get a probation for doing all these terrible things whereas here i sorry. wonder i wonder what the jail time for what they did would have been in the us oh because the the husband of the rich poor family is the only one that actually killed anybody right uh because the daughter dies. Right. So it's just the son and the mom. And basically and they, they ran charged. away. Yeah, they get charged for like fraud. Yeah, I'll say it's something fraud like that. And so, I wonder what that jail time looks like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. So I'm not going to Google it either. At least a couple like, of years. Yeah, I feel like it, right? So yeah, I think probation is a very interesting thing. Yeah. In this ending, though. Uh-huh. Okay. I feel like we get two major twists in this movie. Okay. The me. fact that there... Sorry, three. The fact that there's a family... There's a man living underneath the house. Right. Then this man gets out and stabs. No wait, what is it? he gets out and he. So he does a couple things. He and this was this is my quibble with the ending. Go ahead. Is remember like that rock that the uh, yes the, the family is gifted the poor family at the beginning yes, of the movie. They have the um. God, what's it called? I forget what there is. There's an actual name for the for the rock, and I don't remember what, exactly what it was. Oh, really? it, but yeah, anyways, it's continue. like it's just some rock that symbolizes wealth or whatever like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he takes it at the very end of the movie. He takes it down to the basement, and he's going to kill the husband. But yes, he, he right. drops it, mm-hmm. and then the husband grabs it, and then it looks like he kills the son of the poor family. Mm-hmm. And my quibble is is that he should have died. The poor family son. Yeah, Why? because. Because I think it just would have. It just seems such a. It seems like such a cop out to me that he just survives after getting hit in the rock, like hit in the so head with a rock twice. In in your ending, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't get hit. And it makes it all the more tragic, I think. In my so opinion. you're in your ending, only the mom survives. Yes, I think that would have made more sense. However, it I it see doesn't why work with the the dad being alive. Right. Yeah. Because, because she wouldn't have gone back. Only the son would have figured that out, and only the son could have provided us with that. Voiceover at the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, he has so, to survive. Uh, One of the kids has to survive for that reason, right? And, and and I think that they went with the. I think in their mind, the son is the more guilty party. I yeah. think in the, in the movie logic, right? So they keep him alive so he feels more guilty, right? And then you have the daughter who is the most innocent in between the children, right, exactly. is the one that actually gets right. killed. So he has survivor's guilt. Yes. As he should. He's the yes. one who kind of brought the whole family into this shitty situation anyway. And, and, and what I love is, 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 is the reason the rich family, the rich dad even kills, sorry, the poor dad kills the other dad. Oh. Is yeah. over so, his smell. Oh, you think that's why? Well, like, he, like, he runs over uh-huh. and he's, he, like, is getting the keys because he's handing him the keys. Mm-hmm. And he gets the keys and he makes that face of, oh. Right. <laughs> you smell. Yeah. And he just stabs him. That's funny. And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, it was brutal. I okay, so that's that that's bothered, true. That's the that smell comment bothered him that much. It bothered him. I th- I interpreted it as something slightly different. So okay. like definitely being provoked by the whole smell comment. And then I think he was also provoked by the again, we brought it up earlier where they're hiding in the bushes and uh the the rich dad says the poor dad, you know, hey. You're working for me after all. Yeah. So that was kind of a reassertion That's of true. That's true. Yeah. the 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 roles, the class roles, which he probably I mean, he I'm I'm pretty sure and this kind of gets hinted at earlier in the movie is like he's ashamed to be poor. 
So to have the rich dad reassert that is probably not that nice. I, I, I also think there's two, two things here too. Uh-huh. I think you just said it. I kind of, I again in all this, I, in all this talking, I'm forgetting. Yeah, he reasserts that, uh-huh. and I think it's the smell, the smell, and also he's freaking out because this kid is fainted. Right, right? he just faints. Is he faint? No, he's like a seizure. Yes, yeah, he's like a seizure, and so he wants to get him to the hospital. And he's right. like, go. He throws in the keys. They fall underneath the the whole struggle. Right. And they go for it. And I think it's two things at this point. I uh-huh. think the class struggle is part of it. But it is the smell, the smell and the fact that he's freaking out over his son's, son's, son's seizure. When his own son. But his, and his son and his, da- and his daughter's already stabbed at this point. Right. His son's on the ground. He doesn't care. Right. The, the rich husband is just like, I need to get my kid. I'm more important. When my in reality, it's like, he need, like, this r- poor family is defending... Essentially, they're defending the rich family. They are. Yes. They're fighting this guy, so he doesn't kill any of them. But right. they're getting affected. Right. They're down, and then this is this is the time when the rich family becomes the assholes. Yes. In that they don't care. So that's exactly. So there are three elements there. Just to recap. So first off, the smell comment. Second off, the reassertion of of class roles. And third, the way I would phrase that is is like, what he's thinking is no, you're not going to get away with this. Like, we're the ones who are suffering here. Yeah. You're not going to be able to just get off scot-free. It can't just be the rich just get away with everything while we're suffering. So you know what? I'm going to even the score here. And that's when he stabs the dad. Yes. That's kind of the thought that was going through my... Mm. That's how I, I that. interpreted I it. it. I see it. And then it does help, too, is, like, again, the rich family does not know this is a family. Right. So it's just... It's two random people are getting hit. Uh-huh. And... These are just their employees. Yeah. And they yeah. don't... Uh, yeah. There is that difference still, too. Because you are right about that. Yeah. But they're still in a difference. Their employees getting essentially killed. Yeah, I mean it's it's brutal. Because in their mind, that guy's the the son is dead, and the daughter is probably dead too. Right. And they don't care. They're like, well, we got to get our son to the yeah, hospital. So. Exactly. We can just hire someone else after this when when it all <laughs> it blows out the over. First time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's where they become a little bit of an asshole. Yeah, there. completely. Um, but also, we don't know how any of us would react in a situation like that. But yeah. also, that's those type of situations define who we are as people. Uh-huh. They show who we are internally. Yes. So usually so. Yeah. Um I think that wow, this is actually a really speedy mic then. Anyways. Um, <laughs> again, I don't think it even comes to the recording. I'm not why I'm commenting uh, on it. That's okay. But uh yeah, so then uh, then then yeah. we get the scene of the son waking up from his coma. Right. Which I again I was disappointed by. I was like, ah, he should have just died. That would have yeah. made it more They have the great little urn with the the daughter. Right. And so sad. He's sitting there. He goes back. He sees the, the Morse code lights. Right. My daddy's alive. And then we get the voiceover. Because here's a voiceover right. with the epilogue of he's going to buy this house. Someday. And they're going to have this great reunion with his dad. Oh. They have that scene, right, where you see it happen. Well, I thought it happened. Okay. That's my thought. Because yeah. at the end of the movie, cuts back to him on the couch sleeping. Right. Does that scene happen? Is that a dream he's having? Or is it reality that he is going to live that out? What is it? I, I think it was just him imagining it. Yeah. And then it fades to black. And I thought that was the ending of the movie. And then, oh my God, just the way it's shot is so beautiful. And then, of course, from the black, you realize it's not just black. And now the credits are going to start rolling. The camera descends back to the basement. Yeah. And he's just sitting there in the basement writing that letter. Yeah. So I don't know. That's the way I interpret it. Is like that wasn't the final word. The final word is he's still stuck in the shitty life. Yeah. Not that he's someday gonna break out of it. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh man, it's it is it's a it's a very tragic ending. Even even when the son survives. Uh, to me, I feel like his dream ending, his mm-hmm. dream of finding I don't think it happens. Yeah, I don't I don't think, think so it either. ever will. Yeah. I think that that is I think that's the tragedy of the movie is and I think you said it is that he's still in the shitty life. Yeah. And I think the true the, the ending tragedy is that it is his intention to make enough money to buy that house. Right. But in a way I feel like because of and I I think this is the political statement. Is this okay. po- and, and but it's an interpreted political statement because uh-huh. it's not said. But to me it's like it's like because of the way that they their life is set up. Mhm. The son will not make enough to buy the house. Mm-hmm. And the dad's going to die in that basement. Yeah. That's what I, that's, that's my interpretation of the ending. That's what I think happens. Yeah, no, same. And some people will think that, um, you know, hope is, is, is there and the kid's going to end up being some billionaire yeah. or something and he's going to buy the house and that ending that we see happens. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I see my, I guess the political statement that I stand behind is that the kid never does it and yeah. his dad dies in the basement. I don't know. So sad. Yeah, it's really sad. That's one thing that I really, what's like, what like, I'm not even a dad, but what touched my heart at the, <laughs> this sounds so corny, but what, what really made me proud at the beginning of the movie is that the son did seem to have a pure heart, even from the get-go, yeah. right? He's not the one who's manipulating, at least at first, right? He gets the job, honestly. And on the first day of work, right, remember he's going, uh, he, for the first time to go visit the Parks house. And on the way out, he tells his dad, like... Why weren't we saying the Kim family and the Park family, by the way? We've been I saying know. rich and poor. We I know. messed it's, up people. It's all good. I Continue mean, on. The Parks like of the rich. This this changes for right. the end of this podcast. That's all good. So, yeah, he's going to visit the Park family. He's going to visit them uh, for the first time. And then he tells his dad on the way out, like, Dad, I know my sister just made me a fake degree, but I plan on getting one for real next yeah. year. Like, he, he, he has... The intention of making good, of of doing honest work and everything like that. But again, the way the system's set up and obviously the way his and his family's choices set up the story, like, I, I mean, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I think that he saw an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think that we all have these defining moments in life, too. Mm-hmm. And, and for him, it was he saw an opportunity for his sister to get in. Right. And he took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a defining moment in, in it's a defining moment in him and his family's life. Mm-hmm. But I think that we all have moments like that of like, okay, are we going to take the easy way out? We're going to take the hard way out. The mm-hmm. hard way in this movie is that he does stand by his words. He ends up working for the Kim, the, the Park family. Right. And then over time, he gets his degree he for real. He does his thing. Yeah. Yes, he's lied about having it, but whatever. Right. He gets it for real. He does his thing, and he comes on. He goes up to be a success because he has a talent to be successful. Sure. But it's harder because most likely in that scenario, the family is going to suffer for so long in poverty. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Because we don't see an end to their, their problem. Right. Okay? The easy way out, obviously, is, well, if my sister lies, like how I lied, mm-hmm. and she gets here, we'll make more money. Right. And we can get out of it faster. Mm-hmm. And he cheeks that route. And then we see what comes of and that one small decision kills right. his sister. Yeah, basically. And essentially his dad, you know. Right. Which also, <laughs> for a second, let's also be honest. Uh. His dad is wanted, right? They're looking for him. I right. feel like what? Two or three years down there, he could probably like come back out and no one will even remember what he looks like. 
Uh, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, that's funny. I was thinking that too. Is like, I'm pretty sure he'd like leave after some amount of time. Yeah, I don't know. And he's done that for a long time. There's no right. matter. He has to be done that for a long time. Right. But I feel like two, uh, maybe three years in, yeah, right? Yeah, a couple years. People are going to forget about the rich family that got, that the dad died and blah, right. blah, and the house, no one's going to care. But at some point, this story goes away. Yeah. And no one cares. Right. He's going to look different. He's going to grow out this giant beard and sure. got long hair. And no one's going to recognize him. He's going to walk back to their basement apartment. But by that point, the world will be frozen over. And that's when he boards the train in Snowpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> See, what happens is he falls asleep underneath the thing. And it's actually his basement is part of the train. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take off. Which, yeah, obviously he's in, he's in Snowpiercer. The same actor. <laughs> Which also I, I was reading, he's in most of Bong Joon Ho's movies. Which I understand, he's an amazing actor. Yeah, and 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 I don't think you said it in Snowpiercer, but oh no, I think you did. Mm-hmm. Him and him and the other, him and his daughter character are some yeah. of the best parts of the movie. Super, you know. So, um, despite our dislike of the movie, yeah, <laughs> uh, they are really good, and he's great. So I understand why Bong Joon Ho wants to use this guy. In right. Everything. Do you see, by the way, any links? Ob- obviously, other than the actor and the common director between Snowpiercer and uh, Parasite. This isn't something I thought about at all. It just oh. occurred to me right now. I don't. I don't think. I can't think of anything. Off th- I mean, yeah. class warfare exists still. It's. I mean, yeah, he, that's he's very much theme. into class stuff because yeah, yeah this theme exists of, of class warfare. Right. You know, between the two movies, but. But other than that, like, okay, so again, the there is an element of absurdity in this movie yes. with all the twists and weird stuff, but other than that, it feels very grounded in reality. Unlike Snowpiercer? Unlike Snow... And that's what I was going to say. Is like, Snowpiercer is just so... Such a ridiculous premise. And I get it. He didn't write Snowpiercer. Uh, or maybe he did, but he didn't write the core idea. It was taken from a French comic. Yeah. Um, this movie came straight from him. Straight from Bong Joon-ho himself. And I appreciate that. It was realistic, but it also had its absurd moments. See, and, and, and even then, you can argue that the absurd moments could be realistic. Like, could a oh, guy it, survive? Yeah. I mean, they have explanations for it in the yeah. movie. Everything kind of fits. There's, right. It's funny. It's like, okay, most of these movies like this that have twists, they're yeah. filled with plot holes. Right. You know? I mean, and I think I said in Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, the Star Wars episode, uh, you know, Endgame is a fun, cool movie. Sure. But I could poke holes in that plot. Every day of the week, it's right. so filled with plot holes because there's so many weird twists and turns. And also, when you introduce time travel in any movie, there's tons of plot holes. <laughs> of you course. can't get around plot holes if you have time travel. Yeah, um, and it also ruins every Marvel movie after. Yeah, um, <laughs> rip. But um, uh, well, uh, as I was saying, though, is that, yeah. is that in this movie though, there is an explanation right. for literally everything, and it it, it helps. Any plot holes that could exist, yeah, they're doing a really good job of of, of filling. There's right, a, still a couple, and like for me, the biggest one is the fact that like okay, the, how, the, that doesn't have to be need to be down there that long. Right. Um, yeah. But can you uh-huh. remind me? I'm trying to remember. I cannot remember the lines, but can you remind me why the maid's husband has stayed down there for so long? So. I remember why he goes down there, but why was he still down there? Right, because uh, basically they're super poor as well, yeah. and they have nowhere else to go, so might as well just keep him down there. And while she has steady employment, she could just keep sneaking food down to him consistently. Does she live in the house with them? Or no? So, yeah, when she's employed she as the maid, she just lived in the house with them. Okay, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, so that's right, that's right. I, I'm thinking that she doesn't live there. Right. And she then, does. But she does, and then 
you know, obviously anytime the the rich uh, Park family's out of the house, she could just go down and hang out with her husband, and it's no big deal. So yeah, but yeah, it is. It's funny. Even even that there there is an explanation for that in the movie. They say that uh, it's because uh, I mean, apparently in South Korea, there's a lot of these weird basements because of uh, the potential threat of. Uh, North Korean invasion, yeah. right? And it's funny. It also makes sense that just like a weird, because the the house was designed by like a very hip architect. It makes sense that a hip architect would like have some weird bunker. <laughs> like m- one of my friends, his um, his dad or not his dad, his uncle. One of my friends' uncles is super rich. Okay. And uh, basically, he like won money in like a like a lawsuit. He uh, he was picking avocados one day. Oh no! This is a this is a terrible story, dude. It's crazy. So he is, pick- is this like cra- is this got more twist than parasite? May it might. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so this is a real story. Uh, my friend's uncle is picking avocados one day, and he grabs a power line. What? And it fries both his hands. He grabbed it with both hands. I yeah. I guess we, I don't know if something happened, but he doesn't have any arms now. He used to be like a super talented flamenco guitarist. Doesn't have any arms now. Oh, okay. Pause the story. Yeah. I have to ask you this question because I thought about this numerous times. Hit me. Both of us are musicians. We right. both we both play guitar. Right. Uh, among other things. Uh-huh. But our, I think your management too is a guitar, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. If you lost your hands, oh, could you lift? Nope. I'm pretty sure, and I thought about this a lot. I think that if I lost both of my hands for any reason, I think I would probably kill myself. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I don't think I could go in life without being able to play music. It's brutal. But this guy did it. I mean, this literally happened to him. He was he was he's a, survived. He was a better guitarist than either of us. Gives us hope. And yeah, so he did it. I mean, picking avocados no less. And uh, so anyway, he got a shit ton of money from this lawsuit against the power company. And guess whose house what? he bought with what? it? What? Well, okay, how does he win this lawsuit? By the way, how, what was the? Because is he picking like avocados from his own tree? It was a con- it was a concealed power line. So it was like it was like hidden in the trees, and I think the power company didn't like maintain that part. So like he didn't mean to grab it; like he was just trying to pick an avocado, and he grabbed it. it. It's from his own tree, like in his backyard. I think so. Yeah. What? Yeah. There's a damn. Okay. Yeah. It's brutal. There's the twist right there. Exactly. See, I I can already see the movie scene. He's like picking (laughs) avocado. It's it's like when in the Godfather, like you don't see it coming. All of a sudden, he just kills over and dies. When he's with the oranges? <laughs> when he's playing with the kid. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Classic scene. <laughs> That's so funny. But anyway, so he 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 takes his money and he guess whose house he buys? Famous musician. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. Guess. Who's? Yeah. I, whose house? Who? Think of the craziest person whose house you would never want to buy. Oh, never want? Yeah. I'm thinking he's a flamenco guitarist who could... Okay, craziest house you never want to buy in California. In California, in um, it's it's in that neighborhood in L.A. where like all the famous musicians live. I always forget what it's called. Laurel Canyon. Okay, it's in Laurel Canyon. Buys a crazy musician. You would not want to live in his house. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, like this guy's crazy. Everyone knows this guy's crazy. There's a lot of crazy musicians. Um, all right, I'm bad at guessing, so I don't want to. I don't want to throw this on you. All right, do you want me to just tell you who it is? I feel like it's not going to be something I'm thinking of, so yeah, go and tell me. Frank Zappa. 
I would never have thought of Frank Zappa. <laughs> that's oh, that's a, wait. He bought Frank he, Zappa's. He house. bought Frank Zappa's house. I mean, I guess if you can't play guitar, you're gonna buy <laughs> exactly. Frank Zappa's house. <laughs> so my friend's uncle buys Frank Zappa's house, and uh, turns out there are like all these crazy like secret corridors, and there was like a like a koi pond or something like that. And my friend's uncle is like, fuck that. I don't want a koi pond. So he drains the pond. There's like a secret room underneath the pond. No. Yeah. Yeah. What's in the room? I don't know. I he, My friend didn't tell me. But like, I'm. What? I'm, How does that not your follow up question? I know. I, I Here's the thing, though. It's like, why would you hide a room? What is. Uh, something has to be going on there that's bad. Frank Zappa is in underneath the koi Maybe pond. Maybe that's where he was buried. Him and he's, Walt Disney. He's hitting the lights with his head. <laughs> This is my house. Wal- he's using out. Walt Disney's head. Uh, <laughs> he's dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, he's in like a Futurama tank. You know. Oh, uh, <laughs> nice. You hated Jews in your lifetime. This is what you get. Wow. <laughs> it's true. Disney hated Jews. I know. <laughs> I'm pro Jew, anti Disney. That's not true. I like Disney. I, I just went to Disneyland yesterday, so nice. I have to like Disney. I've given them money every month for the past. <laughs> God, speaking of Disney, yeah. can we get on another tangent? Okay, Please. this is we've talked about Parasite. Dang, hour and twenty. We've oh, I knew this was gonna be long. Uh, yeah, because I knew that we're gonna get into it and we're <laughs> not gonna look at the time, and then because we're gonna have fun talking about something. Yeah, let's talk about Disney for a second. All right, hit me. Let's go back to the Golden Globes. Ricky Gervais's uh, controversial speech, right? Sure, sure. That some people praise, which I think both you and me kind of said, we're like, yeah, it was a cool speech, but he's part of the part yeah. of the joke is that he's part of this. Right, he's part of the establishment. Anyway. Yes. No, people don't understand that. Yeah. It's about Disney, right? Okay. What I find funny is I go through Instagram, right? I'm on Instagram a lot. Part of my work is sitting on Instagram. Sure. And I love seeing people that are like activist people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to say celebrity. Just, just, just in people in general. Okay. They'll be activists. They'll be, you know, save the animals, save the plants, save the planet, right? Save the mice. You know, don't inv- don't don't pay this this company. Don't give this company your money. You know they do bad things. Right. But man, when Frozen Two opens, uh, they're there in flocks. Yeah. When every Avengers movie comes out, they're there in flocks. We went. Right. Oh, we all went to go go see Star Wars. I I like cough, but didn't cough. It felt really weird. <laughs> yeah. What was that? I don't know, but it actually kind of hurt. Anyways. Oh shit. I'm dying on this podcast. Anyways. Can I offer you some uh I'm okay. Pellegrino. <laughs> it's not Pellegrino, it's uh, Kroger. I can't read. <laughs> I'm like, it is cheap target brand parking <laughs> water. Um as I was saying. Uh yeah. It's funny is that Disney owns everything. Mm-hmm. Disney is, let's just be honest, honest, an extremely evil company. Oh, hugely so, yeah. But every single person that has this thing of like, oh, you know, the one percent are bad, and this is right. Blah, 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 blah. They all they all suck they Disney s- up. They suck up Disney products. They buy the tickets. Yes, they contribute to one of the biggest worst companies in the world. Totally, and I find it interesting, and that's why I don't speak out about wealth and so on, because I watch the Star Wars movies and I right. watch the Marvel. You're not, and I have that. a Disney pass, right? And I don't like Disney. I find this company to be evil right. but because I give them my money I go I have no pedestal to stand on I because I took it off my own feet by paying them $40 a month I know. to have a Disney pass <laughs> <laughs> and why because I want to walk around Galaxy's Edge constantly uh, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you I wouldn't blame it's you it's so cool I, is it 
It's really cool. My sisters both have passes. Me me and uh, one of them, we went to Downtown Disney the other day. I haven't been in years yes. to Downtown Disney. And uh, just walk, it was, it, I wasn't even in Disneyland. I was just in the vicinity of it. And just smelling the smells and seeing the happy people, all these like cool Southern California families, clearly just going there just to have a good time, just to get away from life. It was beautiful to me. It oh, really was. I really thought you were going to be angry about no, this. No, no, no. I thought you were going to be like, this. it was maddening. No, <laughs> so I have, I, I'm very conflicted because it was a beautiful thing and I've spent, literally all my childhood was spent at Disneyland. Yes. And I was homeschooled in high school. So, I mean, I I had a, uh, an annual pass back then too. So like, whenever I would finish my homework, I would just spend every weeknight at Disneyland. So I've spent a lot of time there. I've, I've clocked a lot of hours. Now, later in life, I recognize, just like you and I feel like most rational people do, that Disney is evil. Evil as shit. Yes. And I've definitely considered every once in a while, like, oh, this cat. Uh, the cat open, The cat <laughs> wants the door open. The cat doesn't want the door open. She's not making up her mind. Sorry. Uh, Cats are indecisive people. <laughs> I'm just saying. They sure are. Sorry. My, cat, are my cat gave me the motion of, please open the door. I want to go out of this room. <laughs> I opened the door. She stood staring at me like, why would you open this door? And I closed it. And she immediately went back to, why isn't the door open? <laughs> Fickle, fickle. So now the door's staying closed. <laughs> anyway, right, she's, she's settled in. Anyway. Disney's evil. What, what I'm trying to say is, like, I've definitely tried to be consistent and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm canceling Disney+. Plus. I'm never going to Disneyland ever again. I'm not I'm not watching a Marvel movie. I'm not watching a Star <laughs> Wars movie. But I can't do it. Nope. They got me by the balls. Yes. Me too. It's crazy. Did you watch Mandalorian yet? See? No, I didn't. Watch Mandalorian. I actually am thinking about canceling Disney Plus, though, in seriousness, because... Uh, There's no point to it? I'm, I'm not going to watch The Mandalorian. That's, that's, the only that's the only TV show I'm going to watch on Disney Plus. I, they still have all the Avengers movies that I want to see on Netflix. Yeah. No, no, no. Watch Mandalorian, uh-huh. and then cancel Disney Plus, like everybody else in the world did. Yeah? That happened. Oh, you really? Literally, people bought bought Disney Plus or got a membership for Disney Plus. Uh-huh. And the moment the Mandalorian was over that weekend, when everybody watched it, oh, there was a huge surge of people unsubscribing from Disney Plus. Interesting. Like they literally got it for Mandalorian. Oh, wow. so I agree. And like, I still have Disney Plus. Yeah. The, the, the reason I have Disney Plus, and I, and I'll be honest, is not for. I think I've opened Disney Plus after the Mandalorian ended mm-hmm. once, just to be like, I forgot what's on. Nah, I don't care enough, and I got right. it immediately. Um, the only thing I've seen on there is uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Which is great. Amazing movie. Yeah. So good. That's it. Creepy ending. Creepy movie. Yeah. Actually. Oh, with Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's like dipping, like when he dips the shoe in the, uh, what do they call it? The, the dip. It's called dip. It's, 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 it's called dip. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, terrifying. Yeah, it is. This kid, terrifying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I only keep Disney Plus because I have the Disney Plus and Hulu plan. Like, they have that combo uh, thing. That is The good reason deal. being is that I already was paying for Hulu. And honestly, I don't use Hulu that much, but my family does. And I okay. pay for I let them use the password and everything. That's nice. That's give nice. them the login. Generous guy. Um, and I got Disney Plus, and I found that, like, I literally got Disney Plus for Mandalorian. That was the yeah. intention. But when I saw the bundle, I went, well, I should could do both. And I'm like, and maybe Disney Plus would be cool. I'll do the bundle and just see what happens. So I did the bundle. Okay. The bundle and was then, like, what, 11 something a month? Yeah, like $12. That's it's not bad. Really good. Yeah. Because you're getting the two, two, two services, whatever. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and you know I have both. And I don't know it's comes with ESPN, but I don't watch a lot of sports. So I, I've, I have seen all the USC fights though through it because mm. I do like USC. Anyways, right. um, so it's there. But I just found out that my my nephew and niece watch Disney Plus almost on a daily now with the login. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, you know what, whatever. You're doing a service. Twelve bucks. Who cares? It's twelve dollars. 
you know, I think some people do get a little crazy about like their ten dollars services. Like it's because you have forty ten dollars is not a lot of money, but when no. you have forty services that cost ten dollars, that's a lot yeah, of money. Adds up. So you gotta be careful about yeah. it. And, I, and I'm pretty careful. I do have a lot of memberships though, and I acknowledge that. But yeah. uh, I work my ass off so I can have a lot of memberships. There you go. You there know, you that's, go. that's my move. Works hard for the money, so you better treat them right. <sighs> so perfect. <laughs> Anyways. So Frank Zappa's house. I'm not over that. That's amazing. Yeah, I you know I need to follow up on that. I, I'm about to say, do you still talk to this friend? Oh, I'll, he's my best friend. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I'll I'll call him up and can you ask call him up and ask for a tour? He might of be house? listening right now. I don't know. Does he, did you tell him to listen to this podcast yeah. before? Okay. Yeah. If if you do, who's listening to this? By the way, how many? There are some, there's some listeners. Okay. I'm I'm, uh, I'm I will admit that through uh, ah, you just bit through my through my work. Uh-huh. Um, you know. I haven't really even said what I do on this on this uh, this podcast, but uh-huh. you know, I uh, uh, I work for a a I I work for for some tech YouTubers, yeah. some big tech YouTubers. Pretty nice. And because of that, I, I I did tweet recently that um you did I saw that that uh you know we have this up, and one of the people I work with that is a very large YouTuber did respond. Oh, he replied to the to the tweet, and we work together on a daily. We're, you know, we're good friends, and uh, because all he had to do was reply. Our listener numbers did surge just because he replied. Wow! So I will admit that if we do have anybody listening, it's literally just because of him, and I I thank him for that. Awesome! um, Thank you, Jimmy. Is that his name? No, they're Michael Fisher. Um, That's all white names. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, brother's not white. His name is Michael. Either way, Um, but uh, anyway, uh, as I was saying, though, um, yeah. But if your friend's listening. Can can we get a tour of Frank Zappa's house? I need to see this. Yeah, I think I don't know if his uncle still lives there or not. Oh, he better not have gotten rid of that house. I don't know. I yeah, I feel like that would have been really stupid to buy that house and just like not live there anymore. I mean, it's probably haunted though. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm sure there's spells and you know poop on the floor yeah. and stuff like that. They could probably film a Silent Hill movie there in in Frank Zappa's house. Yes, yes. I feel like. There was a silent. Did you ever play the Silent Hill games? That I one? did. Yeah, okay. I love those games. Okay, which one was the one with that was in the apartment? There's like one that was like taking place in apartment rooms. Mm. Oh, it's literally called three. The room. It's called oh Silent Hill's the room. I don't remember what number it is, oh, but you know okay. what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, where like it's like the serial killer guy, and he was like there as a kid. That he, was on PS2, something like that. Yeah, and he thinks the apartment is his mom. Right. Yeah. That's Brutal. Frank Zappa's house. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Just slightly more expensive and surrounded by... Oh, I didn't even mention the best part. Apparently, oh. his neighbor is... Um, ah, Aerosmith guy. Steve, whatever Ste- his uh, name. Steven Tyler? Steven Tyler. Even better. Yeah. You're you're in Frank Zappa's house, followed by the next <laughs> creepiest guy in the world. <laughs> Dream home! <laughs> is, it, is it weird that is Okay. His daughter, Liv Tyler. Yeah. Great actress, first off. Very. Extremely beautiful. Very beautiful woman. Yeah. As she gets older, is it's she creeping start me out that she looks like Steven Tyler a lot. Oh, does she? I haven't, I haven't looked. It's not like she's old. I'm saying she's getting older, like as if like oh she's now seventy. Older. No, yeah. no, she's getting older. She's she's um probably like what late thirties maybe. Yeah. I'm know. curious. I don't know how old she's. I'm gonna look this up because I, now she I, she can't be more than forty. No, there's no way. But uh, she's gonna look more and more like. I saw her in something when I was like, whoa, Steven Tyler. Oh, she's forty two. Oh, wow. I mean, look, it, still beautiful. And that's what yeah. creeps me out is that sure. I, it was, oh, you know what I saw her in? Huh. It was The Leftovers. 
Did you watch Leftovers? You know what? I've had that recommended to me so many times. It's a great show. I I need to see it. And I know that you would like it. Yeah. I know that you would like it. I think you should watch it. It's a great show. I want to. Um, But she was in The Leftovers. Uh It was like the last season when I was looking at her. I'm like, wow, she's still great looking. Yeah. But it creeps me out that you really look like your dad now. And I'm still (laughs) like, wow, she's great looking. Dude looks like a lady. Yeah. And I'm like, do I think Steven Tyler is good? Is that what's (laughs) happening? Is is Steven Tyler beautiful? Is what I'm saying. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, honestly, it might just be that. Also, I just want to point out that we've I've I at least have exhausted all my knowledge of Aerosmith. I've just sung the two songs I know by them. I don't listen to Aerosmith. Did you just do Dream On twice though? No, I did Dream On and then Dude Looks Like a Lady. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I, the only one that you I made that comment and I thought I forgot. I just heard Dream On in my head again. No, the yeah. only one that I haven't done is uh, Walk the Other Way. Or um, what's the what's the Armageddon song? Armageddon. Yeah, because Liv know. Tyler was an Armageddon, and they have that oh. really creepy music video. I don't know. Oh, oh I'm gonna show I don't you know this. that one. I'm showing you this music video when we get off. Because yeah, it's great. please. Yeah, if you've ever seen Armageddon, Liv Tyler's in it. Not a great movie. Kind of fun, though. I've never been, What is our... You never heard Armageddon? No. Is Michael that, Bay movie. Is it like oh. the, s- the core of the earth is melting movie? No, no, it's an asteroid movie. Oh. Um, it's actually... It's fun. I actually recommend watching it. If okay. you're in for like a... You want a good movie? You want not a good movie. You want a fun movie. You just want to hang out sure. and have a good popcorn, time. Popcorn, popcorn. Fun. It's a barbecue movie, right? Ooh. Watch Armageddon. It's depressing, but it's cool. Okay, it's a good time. Um, but yeah, it's essentially that. Uh, it's I think it's like a ninety-seven, ninety-six. Oh, ooh, uh, Michael Bay movie. I'm okay. gonna look that up. I feel like I got that movie. I don't know. It's Armageddon. Oh damn, ninety-eight. Okay, I was like, you were, you were, you were I was so money. close. Oh man, yeah. I thought I got that right. Uh, yeah, Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, and Liv Tyler are our main three. Ooh. Michael Bay film, and essentially that there is a huge asteroid coming to Earth. It's gonna hit the Earth, and if it does, it's gonna kill everybody. Whoa! And we're basically having the repeat of the dinosaurs over here, right? Uh-huh. So the U.S. Des- or the Na- NASA decides. Okay. We need to put a bomb inside <gasps> of the asteroid. And we're gonna blow the asteroid up from the inside, right? Mm-hmm. Make it makes sense, right? Sure. A bunch of little pieces it won't hurt the Earth. Yeah. Okay. So how do we drill into an asteroid? Like, you know what? Let's go to the best drilling company, and it's like this. It's like this group. It's like these this group of like construction people that do they drill for oil into the Earth, right? Okay. And Bruce Willis is the guy who, like, he knows all about drilling into the earth, apparently, right? He is uh, the main, like, it starts off where he's on, like, those, you know, those, like, those those drilling, floating like offshore city rigs. things. Yeah, those rigs. Yeah. It starts with him there. And that's, yeah. like, we got to contact him so uh, he can teach our astronauts how to drill into an asteroid. It's pretty easy. You just get a drill. <laughs> right. Turn, right. Turn it no, on. no, no. It's a whole thing. <laughs> okay. So Bruce Willis then says, he gets goes to NASA and goes, no, no, no. Drilling is so hard. Uh oh. I can't teach your guys how to drill. I have to go. You gotta teach my guys how to be astronauts. Uh, that's so <laughs> stupid. Yep. That is the premise of the movie, uh, and it's great. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan in it, is in it, and he's oh wow awesome. Uh, oh, Steve <laughs> Buscemi is in this movie, and he's oh, amazing. Cool. Who else am I forgetting? Oh, Owen Fisher's in it. Owen Wilson is great in this movie. Wow. Oh, Billy Bob. My Bob man, Thornton? Billy Bob Thornton's in this movie. Nice. Okay. I'm telling you, it's not a good movie. Yeah. It, the premise alone, I just told you, is yeah. stupid. But the cast. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's a great time. It's a great time. Uh, but there is an Aerosmith song in this movie, and I don't remember what it is, what it's called. Um, Dang. Uh, but there is a music video attached to it, and it's okay. creepy as can be, <laughs> because it's basic. Um, oh, it's called "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing." 
Oh. It's a love song. It's about you don't want to... Don't want to miss a thing, but you don't want to like, be <laughs> separated from your loved one. Uh, but it's really about a, a about familiar, like a, you know, there's this couple in love, right? Okay. Wait, who's in love? Bruce Willis and Liv Tyler? No, Liv Tyler is Bruce Willis' daughter. Come uh, on, that that age difference. Like, wow, well, you come never on. know. We just watched no. uh, Parasite. That's true. That's <laughs> true. But Ben Affleck is or Ben Jeff Affleck Epstein. is the uh, is the love interest of Liv Taylor. Okay. But Ben Affleck is the employee of Bruce Willis. And he does not approve uh, of this relationship. Okay. And when they play this, they play the Aerosmith song. It's really weird. Oh. It's kind of creepy. It seems incestuous, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. I'm just saying. Anyways. Yeah, he's basically providing the soundtrack to his daughter getting. Uh, what's a polite way to say this? Fucked. <laughs> yes, and that scene doesn't exist in this movie. Okay. So yes, you're 100 percent correct. I'm That's pretty nice. sure the scene, the song plays after that scene. Uh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's creepy. You Tyler's Fun are movie pigs. though. Fun movie. Yeah, watch it. Whoa. I 100 suggest Armageddon. It's a I'll, good time. I'll check it out. We're okay. way over. I know. Uh, so I was gonna say is that that's my movie recommendation of the okay. week. Is Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon. Okay. <laughs> What's your movie recommendation? Mine is uh, they just released a uh, David Lynch short on Netflix. Oh, what's it called? It's called uh, What Did Jack Do? It's really funny. Okay. It's really good. It's literally 17 minutes long. Amazing. Okay. 10 out of 10. Recommend. I think I might watch it tonight. Actually, it's really good. Yeah. Really good time. Okay, Armageddon. What did Jack do? Um, closing thoughts on Parasite. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've talked so much about this movie. I'm like, I don't even know how to sum this all up. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. If you want it to be political, you can enjoy it on that level. But it's also just a straight-up fun thriller. Like, it's tense when it needs to be. It's funny when it needs to be. It's a very enjoyable movie. And I'm glad that people in the U.S. Uh, are finally appreciating a foreign film on this scale. Mm. That's my Mine is thesis. Watch probably one of the most intense thrillers in recent memory. Nice. Uh, with some of the most beautiful Korean people in the world. Oh, gorgeous. Uh, with some amazing twists and turns. I mean, a lot that of ultimately emotion. culminates in what we'd expect. A crazy Korean ending. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that's Parasite, nominated for best film, best yes. uh, best picture. It won best um, foreign film at, at Golden Globes. Good. Uh, it's not going to win best picture. We already know this. There's almost no way. Um, <sighs> Unfortunately, we should do like an Oscar prediction podcast right before. Like, Can we, we do a live Oscars? stream? Do you want to do a live stream of the Oscars? Actually, not really. I was like, <laughs> I don't even want to do that. That's like a horrible time. I will watch the Oscars, but I want to. If we build up like a big enough following, maybe we could do that. In like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> in like in, in a couple of years, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, next year's yeah. Oscars. Yeah. Um, but sure. we, uh, would, you, would you be down for doing like a predictions podcast right before? Sure. Like just go through every category and be like, yeah. Who do I, th- who do I think, who do I want to win and who do I think is going to win? Because it's. We could probably bang that out in like a half hour. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <sighs> Knowing us, we won't. Nah. Because yeah. um, honestly, right now, and I, and I was. I've not seen 1917 yet. It's the yeah, only best yeah. picture nominee I haven't seen. Right now, this is my favorite movie of the whole year. This is my best picture, but Agreed. I will wait till I see 1917 to cool. be able to say that again. I need um, to see 1917 and The Joker. That's about it. Oh, what did you think of Jojo Rabbit? Oh, I didn't see that either. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> I have a lot of catching up to do. That's right. Jojo Rabbit's not going to win either. Okay. Joker? <sighs> Joker might, dude. Just yeah. because I feel like it's an Oscar bait movie. Okay. I do I do like Joker, though. Yeah. I rewatched it actually this weekend. Oh really? And I, and I was like, yeah, this is 
It's a good movie. It's a good I, movie. I got a bunch of free AMC tickets, so I'm gonna I'm like using them like crazy. There you go. So do you do you? We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right, people. So thank Signing you for listening. off. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Danny. Oh, we didn't say our names. Oh yeah. <laughs> thank you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> well now if you were wondering who we were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're assuming you know if you made it this far. Oh well. <laughs> Hopefully. Bye. Bye, people. <laughs>